Welcome to the podcast. Tonight, we're going to review the 1986 Kevin Bacon not-so-classic Quicksilver. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Hello. And Mr. Jared Callen. Thanks for having me, Brian. <laughs> uh, uh, just with this on the record, uh, Jared picked this movie tonight. We're talking hey, hey, about look, Quicksilver here. You, you've pulled out some stinkers in your time, <laughs> but at least this one's kind of fun. Touche. <laughs> Touche. It's got some 80s charm. Yes. I'd never even heard of it. Where'd you find it at? Um, this is one of those movies that um, it's it kind of like perpetually played on HBO when I was a kid. Oh. And yeah. uh, it's kind of one of those, like, it's just on. And um, recently on uh, on the Facebook, uh, there was this uh, footage of this guy following this girl in New York City on a bicycle going through traffic. And I was like, fuck, that reminds me of this movie called Quicksilver. You know, <laughs> this, this bike movie with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That I remembered way more biking than is in the movie. <laughs> the, the, the movie's kind of bike centric, but the but the yeah. quintess, but the quintessential like going through traffic scenes that stuck in my head isn't that much of the movie, really. I don't know. They do use that POV shot a lot. I'm wondering how they did that because uh, you know back then with their, your massive cameras. Uh, I was reading that they attached some cameras to bikes, <laughs> so they did it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, that's what Balls I was reading. It. Yeah. I don't know how. Like I mean, even back then it was it was '86. You'd get like a maybe they did a sixteen millimeter well, I, I, I or know, like a smaller mag. I know you've seen that uh, <laughs> that uh, Jean Claude Van Damme uh, video. Uh, it's from like nineteen ninety two, where it's talking about moving the camera, and it shows like all these different ways of moving. If you haven't seen this, do, no, go to, I don't think I've seen. If this. you haven't seen this, go to uh, YouTube. Type in Jean Claude Van Damme moving the camera. And he and he's got his mullet, and he's like, in Hollywood, there's so many ways to move the camera, you know. And he's like, and it shows like these drones and these motorcycle cameras, and like a big zipline camera and a, a, a giant helicopter. All the high tech, uh, uh, yeah, it's super high tech. So I'm just thinking, like, you know, '86. They probably shot this around '85. Uh, I don't know if they had all that, you know. So I, may, I just imagine some poor motherfucker on the back of a, <laughs> on a bike holding a camera, you know. All right, maybe some of it too could have been like, you know, car mounted. 
Right. Or, or maybe, I don't know, you know, dome buggies and things like that. Now, I, I did see, like, uh, there's some, like, uh, tracking shots where they're, like, uh, going, they're following, like, kind of profile, and I saw some reflections. Of gear? Of, uh, of, of, like, a process trailer with a giant, like, you know, 12 by silk with, yeah. you know, with lights going through it, like, lighting them as they're going. <laughs> I saw that uh, in a shot where he was, like, running by some storefronts. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you totally get some of that kind of stuff in there. Well, Benson, you said you never saw this, right? This is your first viewing? I'd never even heard of it. Oh, wow. It, it's not a, I don't think it's a well-known movie. It was just something that, I don't know, it, it stuck with me. No, it was not a, it was not a well-known movie at all. And, then, you know, this was a, um, Kevin Bacon's follow-up to Footloose. Yeah. Like, that was a huge breakout movie for him. I mean, he'd been in other things before, like Animal House and Friday the 13th. But yeah, I mean, like, this was his leading man. Like, here he is, young actor. He's going to do this gritty movie, he was told by the director. This right. movie, like, Mean Streets. And he's like, <laughs> oh, man, here we go. Mean Streets with bikes. And it, yeah, it ended up a, a PG-rated uh, bike movie. Yeah. That's... Well, it's nothing get, like Mean Streets at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get the you know kids in to come watch the bike tricks. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it does have bike tricks. I mean, I'll give it that. You know, and some, com- some bike dancing, which is kind of cool. Uh, the weird thing about these bikes is they don't have brakes. Oh yeah, I was I was reading that. Yeah, none of these bikes have brakes. So there's like these scenes where he's like riding in, he like jumps off the back of the bike, holds onto the seat, lands, and then kind of skids and like you know. It seems very dangerous to be around all these cars and you don't have brakes on your bike. Yeah. They do get hit quite a bit. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> and it's the worst, most incompetent villain. He should be fired from Villain Inc. I don't I have a lot of problems with this with the uh the gypsy as he's known in this film. But he's I, just, oh yeah, the he's bad guy. just incompetent. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if we're going to dive in this early. Um, I mean, the villains all need to get together. They need to get. <laughs> they, they, he needs some training. Yeah, yeah, he's got some issues. Did you guys ever see the David Kett movie, uh, Premium Rush? No, with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it's it's very similar uh, plot to this. Only it's this cop gets this bike messenger to uh, deliver. I forget what it is. It's something, and he needs it back. So the whole movie is him trying to track down this bike messenger before he gets a chance to deliver it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a good little movie. It's a thriller, and it's there's no like Wall Street story. There's no subplot about <laughs> fixing all these people's lives. It's just a straightforward thriller, right? And that's it, it, actually pretty good. I prefer it. It's weird that the gypsy has no other really job. Is he kind of like just stalks these bike messengers around town in his like weird car? Obviously, he's an arms dealer because they show him in the movie selling guns. Yeah, but then he, he, he when he approaches a kind of cute brunette girl who's got an attitude problem. Not kind of cute. Extremely cute. Ex- extremely cute, like a uh, girl with attitude problem who lies, uh, who lies about her past all the time. Uh, she jokers her past. Yeah, she, jo- she jokers her past. Um, Maybe that's where, that's where they got that at. <laughs> She's like, you, you, know, you know where my parents are now? But uh, <laughs> You want to know where I, got, where I put my parents? <laughs> you know I got these issues? You know how I got... Anyways, like... <laughs> When he shows up, he's like, he's like, when I call you, you come. And he gives her this little bitty, like, box. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously drugs. Well, I mean, yeah. You know. Or, the, some... or bullets. <laughs> or the guns that he sold. <laughs> that will... he's like, we'll, we'll ship the bullets separately. <laughs> They'll arrive two weeks late. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a gun while you're in my car that's loaded. <laughs> oh, to the Asian guys? That, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that, that was the only weird little, like, scene like that. You know, it was like, you know, he wasn't doing anything else. Well, it was weird that they show him selling guns, though, because it's like, well, why would he need bike messengers if he's selling guns? 
Like that just takes the whole point he, of. I think he's just selling anything illegal, and yeah. he's got bike messengers delivering his drugs does, so that he, he never gets caught. Specialized in his bad guy. <laughs> no, and he doesn't get out of his car much. Yeah, and he, he doesn't do he, does, he doesn't do his deals face to face. Like he gets the two Asian guys in there, and they are sitting behind him, you know, and he's like, you know. <laughs> Haggling at price without looking in their face. He never gets out of his car. That is true. (laughs) You can tell he's not very good at what he does because he hasn't bought a new car. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I was thinking. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna uh, like get five thousand dollars in the mid '80s, which is a lot of money for these guns, but you're still driving this beat up old car. (laughs) Well, the way he drives, and he wears like the same outfit the entire movie. Yeah. Well, he lives in his car. <laughs> I see him as a tragic character. He, he's homeless. He's got the shitty car. He's trying to. You know, he's trying to make it in the mean streets. Ugh. And these damn bike messengers are giving him a hell. And he can also kill a motherfucker in broad, broad daylight, and nobody says anything. Even Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you, you, you killed, you killed, you killed Lawrence Fishburne. You like Kevin Lee. Bacon didn't even like go to the cops and be like, I know it, it was that guy. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> I actually witnessed him. Nope, he goes to his house. And yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to like think of his... a reason of why he wouldn't tell the cops. And, and that, that scene, that scene's kind of weird. Of it's kind of like he's taking it up for Kevin Bacon a little bit because like you know they're they're having a uh, Larry Fishburne and and Kevin Bacon are having a little like you know wager to see who can race around the town. Which is weird. Did they shoot this in San Francisco? Uh, yeah, m- well, most of it. And yeah, some but, of it but it's also, also supposed to be New York, though, right? Because he works on Wall Street, uh, right? No, no, that's not Wall Street. What, where, what is that? No, then? that's got to be like that's some speci- uh, Pacific uh, Stock Exchange okay. floor or something. It's just, really? I totally thought it was supposed I, to be Wall I Street. I thought it was supposed to be Wall Street, too. No, that's not what Wall Street looks like. Because his dad hands well, him the Wall I, Street Journal and all that, I don't, you know. I, no, it's not a set. Interesting. Yeah. But anyways, like, uh, you know... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Apache? Was that his name? Oh, uh, man, dude, I forget, I forget all the, Anyways, the messengers' Lawrence, nicknames. Lawrence Fishburne's... Oh, no, Voodoo. Voodoo, yeah, Voodoo. That was his name. Voodoo and uh, Jimmy... Is it Jimmy? God damn it, I've lost all these names. Or who are you talking about? I'm talking about Kevin Bacon's character. Jack. Jack. Uh, Voodoo and Jack are racing, uh, you know, see who, who the better... Uh, bike racer is and and they start playing dirty and they're both into it they're smiling and stuff you know at, at, at the end of the race um, there's a guy who's got some ramps on the back of a truck and Lawrence Fishburne like pushes like kind of you know rubbing his racing he kind of rubs against him and like runs him up the ramp and when Kevin Bacon lands on, on the flatbed truck he looks up he's got a big smile on his face he's like, <laughs> you got me you know and then, then he just happens to witness uh, you know the gypsy run over <laughs> just completely just T-bone dude on his bike you know bust his head open and kill him and eh, you know sorry <laughs> he's dead you're lucky that you know there weren't two funerals hey look man they had a couple beers afterwards and they felt bad about it in an apartment somewhere no okay. kevin bacon <laughs> went back to his apartment and gypsy parked outside the window and they oh, that's stared right. lovingly at each other yeah, all weird. night yeah it's weird like you know he's like <laughs> like gypsy pulls up outside of his house and kevin bacon leans against the uh leans against the windowsill stares at him with all these like neon lights on him and then after hours <laughs> <laughs> the gypsy just looks at him and smiles hey, and goes, so you missed this. <laughs> no, no, I've seen this three times. I, okay. I watched it twice since well, then. When we were watching it, I woke you up and went, why are we, why is he just standing there? And you were like, what, huh? <laughs> well, that, that takes place like, af- we're, we're going way out of order here, but that takes place like after a chase scene where like Kevin Bacon is like trying to follow him though. I get the whole like, you know, Kevin Bacon lost his Mojo. Lost his mojo at Wall Street, and so now he's scared of Gypsy. But when he gets his mojo back, he's able to stand up to him. Right. 
But it never explained why he didn't call the police when he killed Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I know. Like, it's that so just, weird. To me, that like derailed the movie so much for a moment. It's like, what, like why are you so scared of this guy? Yeah, get the police department involved. Yeah. You know who did it. You saw him do it. The only thing I can think of is that maybe he's a free... Well, I don't know, because he doesn't even get the girl involved at that point. It's not until after Lawrence Fishburne's character uh, dies that... Right. That she gets involved. So, yeah, I don't know. And I think it's so gnarly that d- during uh, Gypsy's big moment where he, like, goes in and, like, attacks the girl and all, all the bike messengers, including um, Tiny, uh, played by uh, Louis Anderson, a young Louis Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Life with Louis. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, during all that, you know, Kevin Bacon's not, nowhere to be found. You know, I think it's interesting that during these big climactic scenes like that, he's not there. Well, no, he's got to show up at the at the end. And, he get, well, and, and have, the, the, have the weird chase scene and all that yeah i did think it was weird like how this movie was uh was structured just like the overall story of uh, you know like the underdog story it's kind of it's kind of like rocky but at the same time not really because you know rocky's always down on his luck and then he wins right it's well actually rocky doesn't win he that's just right goes the distance he just proves that he deserved to be there. he wins just from being there but <laughs> the idea is that you know you have this guy in wall street right and he loses that's true. <laughs> He's at the stock exchange. He's a broker. He loses his money. All of his parents' money. And he, he meets these people at the... Bi- Get it right, Brian! <laughs> yeah, meets, no, no, that's a big plot point. Well, it's not... Yeah, it's his parents... He ruined his entire family. I'm not giving the whole plot. What I'm trying to do is get to a point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your point, Brian? God damn it, Brian. I don't even know it's what it taking was. taking forever. <laughs> I know, because you guys keep it around. Fuck, what was I even trying to get I to? I don't know. Get there. With the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, the so the guy is, is he's down on his luck. He meets all these bike messenger people. And usually in a movie, the main character learns a story when he meets the people that are also down on their luck. And right. he learns a lesson, and then he's able to go back and climb whatever mountain, overcome whatever hurdle it is. But he doesn't do that in this movie. No, it picks up after. Like, he's already like, well, the movie opens where he, he's headed to the stock exchange. And he's in a cab. He's got a really cool fake mustache. He's got a terrible mustache. <laughs> he looks like it's a terrible uh, like lip mustache. Yeah, but I mean, it just it, no. it it's weird because they don't even do like the the opposite of that where you have the Bagger Vance story where you have like people with problems, right? And then a mysterious person comes in to help them. That's what this. If you're gonna have Kevin Bacon come in here and, and help everybody else's lives, like that's what his character should have been. We shouldn't have gotten any of his bookend stories at in Wall Street or. If we were going to go with this storyline and go with the Wall Street, like he should have learned something from Hector and all these other people and all these other bike messengers. But he doesn't. All he does is help them. Right. Kevin Bacon has no character arc in this film at all. It just regains his nerves, a little redemption story. But what does he regain his nerves from, though? It's when Hector doesn't get the loan. And he feels like, okay, I can try, I can help this guy. And I know he, there's a scene in there, but like his character doesn't learn anything from that. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's just like, I, I think, oh, Hector needs money. I think he learned that he had it all along. He didn't really lose it. It's just I think he feels like he needs motivation, and he kind of got lost in his life, and he he, mm. he needed some motivation to be able to you know to get the glow back. Yeah, it's the get back on the horse movie. Yeah, but there's not a scene that shows him <laughs> well, it's, where it's, he learns that. Yeah, it is weird that, that like we just like okay, his life goes to shit. He sees his dad crying. 
Okay. Which was a great scene. Well, that was a great, no, that was a great scene. He yeah. goes back in. That was really good because his dad goes in, to, turns up the football game, and then breaks down crying. Son goes out, goes back in. Anyways, and then there's like this moment where he's like walking down the street through the sea of people and not New York. And he's like taking his clothes off. Like, you know, he, he, he takes off his jacket and then it cuts and now he's down to his T-shirt, you know, to his undershirt. He, he's losing who he was. And the next time you see him, he's on a bike, you know, and, and he's doing his thing, which is really weird because how, how does he... We don't really see how he got into the messenger world. He, he's just, oh, now he's a messenger. Just because, I guess, he saw the, the bike guy at the beginning yeah. that, he, that he was racing in, in the cab, and he acquired this guy's, like, red beret. Yeah, it, it's very it's very bizarre, like, the scenes that they picked yeah, the to show. Yeah, it's like, why? And, like, why are we even seeing this intro scene of Kevin Bacon? Like, why is that not all backstory? You, wait, wait, which scene? The, the scene where he's... All he's, of his stuff before he's a bike messenger. So, like, the movie should pick up with him being a bike messenger. And then, and then we learn as we go yes. about all, you know, through... And we could have cut out, like, 15 minutes of this movie, which... It, I don't know, I really like... needed it. I really like the scene where he... Races the guy tells the dad that he lost all the money and he goes back in and his dad's crying. Yeah, no, I like that scene too, but I mean it's not worth and, keeping the rest of that fifteen and, minutes. And I like to call back to it later, you know, when he when he brings it up to his dad. Then that's, that, that's another Maybe good. I moment. could I could find fifteen minutes after that. <laughs> to cut. <laughs> I I just don't think it's it's it has some pacing issues in the, in the beginning, but I mean you know it, it's Kevin Bacon's first big starring role and after he's been famous. I feel bad for bacon. <laughs> Never feel bad for bacon. <laughs> I, do, I do on this one. I mean, this movie kind of set his career back a little bit, and it really took away his leading man status from him and kind of transformed him into like a, a character actor and a supporting actor. Which is good for him, though. I would I'd like to see some... I mean, he's gotten into leading roles more and more. Right. Especially like since indie films have opened up in the last like, 15, 20 years. You know, I think he's he's gotten some work. Yeah. You see him in stuff like, you know, Stir of Echoes that came out in the oh, 90s. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I found the movie to be very fun. <laughs> There's some fun stuff in it. The story's very weak. Um, it's totally something that would have just been on USA when I was a kid. Yeah. And you just sort of blindly watch it. Yeah, it was, it was on TBS a lot. I remember this yeah. in, uh, what was the other Kevin Bacon movie with uh, Sean Astin? That was on all the time. Um, oh my gosh, the, uh, the Whitewater one, Summer. Uh, I actually, that's another one I'd like to do. Uh, you know, of these weird, like random one-off movies. That one's cool because he he kind of goes crazy in that one. Well, yeah. We got to do the Dirt Bike Kid too. What's the Dirt Bike Kid? God, where were y'all in the eighties? <laughs> dirt Bike Kid, I was BMX watching Baby Boy, Land of the Lost, BMX Kid, something like that. Because there, there's also like a uh, like some like another. There's like a skateboarding movie that's that's in this area like this too. I don't know. I will admit, it's got Seth Green in it. The only reason I know about the dirt bike kid is when we were little, there was a little video store, and my brother, for whatever reason, every time we went to rent movies, rented the dirt bike kid. So we had to watch it probably a hundred times. Everybody's got that video, man. Yeah, totally. And it was you know a bunch of kids doing bike tricks, and huh. one guy wants to race and win. Uh, yeah, the eighties win the race, save the rec center. Sounds like 80s gold to me, chock full of cliches. That is totally what this movie needed was a rec center. <laughs> buy the but, clothes and the bike guys have to get well, that's together. That's kind of what the bike and, messaging uh, yeah. center Quicksilver was. And, and this, yeah, and this whole, this movie is full of like 80s like hope. They're, like the way it kind of wraps up at the end and, oh, and all yeah. that. Like it has like everybody kind of gets what they're looking for. That was nice. No, there, there was a good. It's it's a good little like feel good movie. I mean, you you totally you totally with Hector Hector's thing and all that. There, there's 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 a lot of really good moments in this. If if you I mean if you're looking for an '80s drama, I think this is going to fill that 
whole <laughs> for you. Right. But I don't know if like if you're looking for a good entertaining drama, it, this it does it's dated. Uh, it's very dated. It's very dated. And also, you know, somebody as good looking as uh, as Mr. Bacon uh, has uh, what's her hot uh, brunette like show up on his doorstep, you know, wanting to come in and sleep, and he is an asshole to her. I'm just like, no, baby. Because she lied to him. <laughs> he just broke up with the hot blonde that wanted to have a threesome with these other two guys. Yeah, I was, I was a little curious. It was going that way, right? Well, he, he did introduce her as his friend. This is my friend. I don't know if he liked right. her too much. Yeah. What? They had sexy bike dance. Yeah, man. like you Come know, she, she's all she's all like you know, for some reason crushing this like amber thing on the ground and like I don't you know. Anyways, that that whole like weird dance sequence was weird. Producer added that it was the same producer from Footloose, and he added that to he's like cash we, in we, on that. We need a dance sequence in here now. There was a couple of mo- a couple of montages break. that were just like, why are we watching this? Uh, like where they, oh, where, dude, there were a, yeah, there were yeah. a bunch. Oh my god, a bunch! Like the one where the, all the bite guys are out back and they're just doing tricks. Yeah. Oh, that cuts kept, two out of nowhere. I, yeah. I kept expecting Bacon to come in and do some bike dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, he's just sitting on the side. Yeah, yeah. Nope, he's kind of no. getting into it. And then I love it cuts to the old guy and he's like, "All right, back to work." All right, you know, I expected <laughs> something story wise to happen, like maybe right. him and brunette chick get together and like kind of smile at each other, or at but least nope. at least have a look, you know, nope. back and forth. It's just people watching. Bike dancing, really impressive bike dancing. That do that. <laughs> I, the, the bike tricks were pretty. Those uh, were pretty awesome. Some I mean, of those were cool. I think. I think that's why they put that in there because they're like, all right, we gotta ha- we gotta have this thing. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah, you got Kevin Bacon, you know, riding a bike on your uh, your VHS box. So yeah, put some bike shit in them. Yeah, there's gotta be some bikes. Yeah, you need it for your audience. I, I understand it. I liked it. How does Kevin Bacon afford to live? In that warehouse thing that he lives in. Oh, I just assumed that his uh, girlfriend, mom and dad were paying for it. Well, she moved out. I assumed he paid. He'd like prepaid for it when he was making bukus of money. Yeah. Dude, he's just, gonna have to. He's gonna have to move out soon. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. It's just like you know, it, it's gotta be really expensive to live there, and that ma- that place is massive. You can ride a bike in there. Yeah. <laughs> I I took it when when she asked why is it so empty, and he said something like less to be attached to or something. Yeah, I remember less, what it is. Less to you know, less to miss. Yeah, I think I I took it as that when he was rich, he had paid for a bunch like the house and a bunch of stuff and gradually has been selling it off. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I don't know if we mentioned uh this film was a uh, a box office flop when it came out. Um three really? million three million in the box office though, right? Oh, what's that? It made three million. Uh oh yeah, opening weekend it made uh seven point six Total gross. Um, I couldn't find the budget, though. Yeah. But everybody said it was a bomb, so I would assume that the budget was at least $8 million, hence uh, why they lost their money. But the th- interesting thing, I thought about this, just to put that in perspective, you know, um, that $7.6 million. Same weekend, Maximum Overdrive opened. It made $200,000 less than this movie than Quicksilver. Isn't that kind of crazy? And that's Stephen King's directorial debut. Now, that tells you... That's one with the Coke machine. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) At the height of Stephen King's popularity, that tells you how big that movie opened and dropped. (laughs) (laughs) It also shows you that he should stick to writing. I don't know the Coke machine. I was about to say cocaine directed that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That steamroller is ridiculous. I, I cracked up. I was watching an interview with him, and he he said that you know he wouldn't mind now that he's a little older and off of all the drugs to give it a shot again. Right. 
He said, because, you know, at that time, he, he was like, you, really? I can, I can do what I want? So can we, like, get ACDC to do the score? And they're like, yeah. He's like, yeah! <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm just fulfilling childhood dreams yeah, man. instead of making a movie. <laughs> it was a good score. Are we ready for the trailer, guys? Yeah, but real quick, uh, uh, one, no, qu- one quick question. Steamroller scene in Maximum Overdrive or steamroller scene in Roger Rabbit? Which one's more terrifying? Ooh. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, probably <laughs> like, Roger. Yeah. Because he's screaming while yeah, he's yeah. getting run over. Yeah. yeah. It makes it more painful. The kid just, he gets it. Yes. <laughs> you see the giant explosion on his head. I keep hitting your mic stand. Sorry. Yeah. You, maximum Overdrive, you're just sort of going, what am I watching? What, what is happening right now? Oh, that is a great movie, uh, in a in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. We're ready for the trailer now, aren't we? Do it. All right. This is the trailer for Quicksilver. Enjoy. He wasn't just good; he was the best. I'm going to sell every option I can get. What are you doing, John? I know what I'm doing. How bad is it? I lost it all. Everything. Crack's over. Jack Casey's just landed. Seventh Avenue, two together, go! I don't have half of what you have. In a world where the pressure's off. I'm on the street, I, I feel good, man. I, I feel exhilarated. I go as fast as I like. Street sign says one way east, I go west. Risk is purely personal. <laughs> and power. In your every move. You're telling me that driving a bike and delivering junk, that's for you? I don't have it anymore. I don't have the nerve. Well, Hector said you were some kind of big head honcho once. Survival's an instinct you learn on the streets. Well, if that's the case, and Jack is so smart, then what's he doing here? And that's in something you don't know nothing about. This isn't about business, is it? And winning is a feeling you never lose. You have all these choices that you can make. Now, Jack Casey's climbing back. Get out. His way. I'm staying with it. When you have nothing left, all you really need is the courage to get it back. Kevin Bacon. Quicksilver. And we're back. That was a trailer for Quicksilver. <laughs> that logo looks like it's straight off of a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System like NES cartridge. Oh yeah, man, with that awesome uh, neon uh, yeah. pink and blue. Yeah, I can totally. My guy, I'm, I'm leaving. I'll put your lane down. That was a good trailer. It, it, you know, it got me up for it. You know, the trailer's better than the movie. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no. yeah you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I'll, I'll agree. I was smiling at that trailer. There were some good things in that trailer. It had a nice little tagline: "Winning, man, means you never have to lose." Yeah. It's it's the same trailer voice. It's kind of a give me, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds like the same trailer voice from the Jacob's Ladder trailer. <laughs> Jacob Singer was, you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not familiar, I'm not familiar with that one, uh, who that particular trailer guy is. Uh, but, yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah, we, we usually like to try, try to call out the uh, the trailer guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so familiar It's with that definitely one. not Don LaFontaine or whatever. Yeah, no. The guy before him. And it's not the guy who did Jaws. So, anyway, but yeah, it was, it was a good trailer. It's a good trailer. We're talking about uh, that nice logo that also opens the movie. Quicksilver. <laughs> In the film, though, uh, right after that logo, we're met with a really 
fucking out of the place opening credit sequence. It's like black and white, but it's kind of like Easter Bunny shadow all over Schindler's list. Was you know? there? I don't remember it. Yeah, it's like pastel. It's like still pictures. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it's oh, black and, and white, and it's showing bike messengers over over the time. Yeah, it's, it's like, like pastels, put, like yeah. uh, like shirts, <clears throat> and eventually faces. And it ends. It ends on a guy like they're doing all these push-ins, kind of like the opening yes. of Cheers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like these push-ins and pull-outs of like uh, you know really bad. Uh, and actually, I just finished uh, watching all eleven seasons of Cheers, and that op- that opening gets progressively worse and worse. It seems like they redid it for some of the seasons and it's like, it's real jittery and some of the, the zooms are really fast and stuff by the, it's like by the end they were like, ah, fuck it. And they were just like, <laughs> we had a new cast member. Ah, we'll just speed it up. It's a second shot. Yeah. Come on. But uh, anyways, uh, the ending of the, of that title thing you're talking about actually cuts to, it still looks like it's a still, but it's not. It's a guy like standing off on, at a bike and he's like staring off for a second. And he holds it, and then he, then he moves. Oh, yeah. yeah and you're like, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Before we get that awesome uh, uh, race yeah. sequence. With- well, and it makes sense that you could outrace a cab in uh, not New York City. Yeah. By, bike we- messenger versus yeah. uh, taxi cab. Yeah. We- weaving through. It seems very dangerous. Yeah. During the sequence, I admit, I could have sworn it looks like the taxi is about ready to run the bike messenger over. <laughs> He's like, that's how we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lose. I'm gonna I want that 50 bucks. I'm going to gypsy that ass. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Kevin Bacon offers him uh, $50 to try to beat him. Yeah. Which I was a, a little unclear, I guess, because the guy like spit out his gum. No. Is that what, is that no, what I, offended I, 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 Kevin Bacon? I don't think he was offended. He, he saw it as a challenge. I mean, like, it also shows how free he is with his money, you know, uh, you know, right there. You know, he, he's got money to burn. Okay. I and he's it. competitive. Yeah, that's right. He's competitive. Well, I, I, yeah, I was getting well, the competitive well, well, you know that because of the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the half mustache. Yeah, the weird, like, lip mustache. Because oh, he shaves the top. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He it's, keeps it's like, the it's like lip part. Right, right on the lip. And it's, it's blonde, and it, it just looks like his lips there. It, it, it is terrible in those close-up man where you can really see like where the prosthetics not glued down all the way it's bad it is really bad in the close-ups it's not so bad though in the wides it's like Lawrence Fishburne's uh like uh, uh, mustache in boys in the hood no <laughs> what I'm just making a joke <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's mustache is way better than that I know I know he's trying to be that <laughs> oh I guess he okay yeah, yeah okay I get, I get what you're saying the guy that's the plays a bicycle messenger in the open. Um, the guy with the red beret. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah, that he loses and uh, Kevin Bacon. It doesn't even up. look back when when, the, when you know what if if my favorite red beret was on my head and it flew off, I would at least look back and be like, "Fuck, maybe that wasn't his favorite." <laughs> He's like, "I got a blue one back at home." <laughs> He's like, "I got one in my back pocket." You know, the camera. Oh, cut, that would have right? been funny. He like pulls off another one. He sticks it on the blue beret. <laughs> But yeah, that, uh, that that guy is actually a um, the first African American uh, Olympic medalist for um, cycling. Yeah, so he, he had to win that race. I thought that was that was pretty awesome. They actually got yeah. somebody that you know competed. I, I think during the break you said his name was Cheetah. Yeah, that was well. That's his nickname. <laughs> I, I forget what the guy's actual name is, um, but I forget the podcast. There was a cycling podcast. Where they uh, they you interviewed the cycling podcast. Oh well, I found it because I was looking. I was doing research on this movie. Okay. I don't even own a bike. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys own a bike? Yeah, of course I do. Look at me. What? No, that was a joke. No, I, I do have a really nice bike. And I, I thought last, uh, wait, two years ago, <clears throat> I got this like $700 bike. I was going to like bike and lose weight and do it healthy and get out, you know, and see, see, see Memphis. 
it's fucking scary out there on a bike. <laughs> Around all the cars, and, and then when, when, when you're like 100 pounds overweight and you're trying to go up a hill on a bike, like, you know, there's a scene in the movie where, you know, Lawrence, where they're during the Lawrence Fishburne like race, oh, yeah. and then, you know, he totally does the back to the future thing while holding on to a car instead of on a skateboard, he's on a bike, but they go up this massive like hill. And Kevin Bacon's doing the burn, and it cuts down to his like his like footloose stockings that he's still wearing from that movie, apparently. Isn't that weird how he's still wearing the socks from Footloose in this movie? (laughs) Free socks, man. (laughs) It's 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 weird, like '80s, like puffy socks. You know, like leggings looking socks. Yeah, no, I I didn't even really notice. Every time they show his feet, and what he does is he um, he tucks his pants into the socks and pulls the socks over so they don't don't get caught into the into the spokes uh, into the gears and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but but they're like '80s, like workout dance socks. It's what it looks like. Anyways, so um, (laughs) it 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 cuts into his his awesome kind of pink socks that he's wearing, and he's like he's hoofing it up the mountain, you know. So, but imagine that guy, but 100 pounds overweight. With a thousand cars around him in, in Memphis, you know, in 2016, yeah. So that, that's why I don't ride my bike anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need flatland. Mm, hopefully, you're not making those faces Kevin Bacon was making going up that hill, dude. If my face looked like Kevin Bacon, I'd be making more money. Oh, dude, he he looked like he was uh, he was he was constipated for a while, and he was he was pushing something out. It was it's weird how the the sequence starts too, because it starts on his face. Yeah. And he's just like in pain, or he's making these weird expressions. You're like, "What is going on here?" Well, if you haven't ridden a bike in a while, you forget how hard it is going it's a, up yeah, hill, especially like, in a in a single speed bike like he has with no brakes. Well, it was, it was a nice reveal that it was like a hill because you know it's a hell of a hill because it starts just on his face. You don't know it's such a steep incline, and that's how I figured out it was San Francisco, right? As opposed to New York because of that major hill right there. Yeah, that, yeah, and then there's like a during that race there's a couple hills where they, they do take like some they, jumps they, they over. get airborne, yeah. 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 Kind of like in Dirty Harry. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's exactly why I was thinking of it. Yeah, when they're doing the the um, the chase scene with the RC car. Yeah. The bullet homage. Yeah. Or as Liam Neeson says in that movie, homage. It's a it's, homage. It's a homage. Homage. Asshole. <laughs> Good. We're right on schedule. <laughs> Shut up or I'm going to cut your rat tail off. <laughs> I think I, and I, I'm going to quote that as a power pony. Oh, it, Liam Neeson's hair? Yeah, it's not a rat tail. It's, it's, you know, it's not a ponytail, and it's not a rat tail. It's a power pony. Wow. You yeah. gave it a name. Yeah. Power pony. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Hashtag power pony. Yeah, hashtag power pony. Oh. Uh, guys, we, we need to talk about these Wall Street scenes. Not Wall uh, Street. Okay, yeah, uh, the, st- the stock exchange, whatever. Why do we need to talk about that again? <laughs> well, man, they're really bizarrely um, handled. Even at the end of the movie, how they give the audience information in those scenes, it's all done through characters reacting. And they show ticker tape and stuff like that, but it's not... It's, you have you, no idea. You, you, uh, yeah, you don't know what the hell you're looking at, and you never see like the, the thing that they're looking for. It never pops up there. Well, you don't even know all the products. Like At the end, like all the different stocks that Kevin Bacon has in his hands, he's got like eight or nine. Yeah. It's, you have no idea what companies they are. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that matters. I think that I think that it matters that you know because when he starts buying up all the those you know it cuts to one of the other guys and they're like, why is he buying that piece of shit stock? He, he can see that this is going to have a trend. No, you know? I, I know. I know you're going to go up. Yeah, he's like, just wait. He's like, I don't know, man. We should probably sell right now. I fucking told you, I got the glow. I mean, the director made an obvious choice here. It's just a really bizarre like. The audience is going to get all their information based off of how everybody is reacting around Kevin Bacon. 
Right. And it's just, it's a really bizarre choice. I know he's doing it shorthand, but at the same time, he spends a lot of time like in there and it's like, we have no idea what's going on. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of like people yelling and like, oh, I'm a three and a quarter. I'm a two and a quarter. And it's like, well, you know, they, they, they're all holding the stock that he wants to buy. And then he's like, I I need 15. And they're all like, but I got to go out here. And he turns and says, I'm going to buy it from this guy. Yeah. But see, like he says, I need that like 15, but you don't under, like you don't get any kind of like. Did he get it right then? Did he not get it? Uh, is it selling good? Is it not selling good? You don't know until you, you get another character that's standing by going, oh, yeah. like it did bad. Oh, and that's when you find out it did bad. Well, like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you have time to really explain the intricacies of like selling stock and understanding that. I think that is the way to do that, to make that somewhat interesting. Uh, I don't know. And see, I'm going to go in the middle ground. because I, I think if you're going to spend this much time on it, you need to inform your audience a little bit of like what you're watching. Like you think of like all the, uh, all the, all the times like you see like football, like think of like the last boy scout, you know what? I don't need to know, understand football, but in the last boy scout, that opening sequence, Tony Scott directs it into a way. Like I understand the game. In Wall Street, did you understand what the hell was happening in that movie? Yeah. You, you understood the stock market and what, what they were trying to do? Yeah, I understood everything they were trying to explain for the most part. Yeah. Interesting. What were you about to say, Jeremy? I was going to say I'm going to hit the middle ground on this topic <laughs> because it's obvious in the movie that he buys a stock for something like 2.5 and he wants to sell it for more and at first it does not go up, but he's sure it's going to go up and then eventually it hits four. I, I, I think- but I can see where Brian is saying that you don't really know like what the name of the stock is, or like why does he think it's trending? Well, they, they, or like, or why does he need other buyers? Well, I think I think what he did was is he bought he took that stock and bought it in phases throughout the day and made a trend out of it to where it started to go up. If that makes sense, I think that's what he was doing. That's why he was know, buying th- pieces. And then this is very fictionalized stock market stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I totally. mean, so I'm not. Yeah, see, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like that's what he was doing. For me, it seemed like he he had the money Hector gave him, right. but it, he didn't quite have enough to do what he needed to do to, 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 st- to get it going. And yeah. he'd bought some, and then he went and got some money from his buddy, bought more. And, oh no, he burns through it, and then. Yeah. Holds because he thinks this stock is going to end high that day. Yeah, and he waits to the last minute. It gets up to a four or whatever, and they sell it. And I sell it. And his sell friends it. like, no, hold it. He goes, no, no, just no, no, sell man. it now. He's like, I got what I needed. The, but, the but, fucked up thing is, is he goes through all of Hector's money, and then he goes to his buddy and he asks him for more money because yeah, he's got a good feel, feeling. And Kevin Bacon kind of gets to be kind of a uh, a dick at the end. Yeah, his buddy goes into his personal bank account and gives him fifteen thousand dollars, which. In 80, 85, 86, it's gotta, that's got to be like 50000 today. Yeah, easily. Yeah, right? So, uh, that's but it's a, not real money. I mean, it's not much money to that guy. Even he says, like, he's this like, is he's toy like, money. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it for real money. Well, he did say it was his savings account. <laughs> yeah. But to, <laughs> but, be, but to be fair, in, instead of fucking what's her hot, you know, uh, coming up and hanging out and sleeping on his couch, he stayed up all night and, like, figured out the game. For Hector. For Hector. <laughs> he, he's like, I can fuck what's her hot later. Yeah, and I'm I sure he does. I do. I hope he does. Because the I guy that to. gives him the money later in the scene is like, "Hey, man, we should get out. This is bad." He's like, "No, I'm going all in." It's like, "Wait a minute, that's that dude's money. That's your friend's <laughs> money. You're talking." He's saying we should get out. Maybe he's like, he's- "I saw you lose everything one time." <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? This is not I, looking I, good. I don't yeah. need a sequel here. He's like, we haven't, "He's like, I haven't seen you in two years, and you show up, and you're gonna blow all my money too." <laughs> Man, if I had a friend that would trust me with $2,000, I'd be like, oh boy. $2,000 changed my world. It definitely. So if you want to send $2,000 to... <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> change your world. Change your month, man. 
No, oh. that would change my life. <laughs> Send in $6,000. We need it. It's uh, movie crew. C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. If you send it through that through PayPal, we'll get it. Or Facebook, dollar, whatever, you know, any of the money transfers. My uh, my cash app is uh, dollar sign Jared B. Callen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, even though I, I probably think all this stuff in the beginning should be cut out of the film, uh, the best scene in the movie is after Kevin Bacon loses everything in the stock market and he has to go. See, I don't think you have to cut all the stuff in the beginning out. I mean, I think you could shorten it. I started thinking about like everything that happened and what the film actually showed you. You could sum everything up in two sentences, you know. And even I like mean, the, yeah, it could be summed up. I like I said, know? you can cut some stuff out, but I don't think you need to cut it all out because I think for his character, seeing his dad break down like that is part of what makes him so scared to go back. Like the moment has so much weight when he, when his dad's crying when he goes back in there. Like even how they shoot it, like the cameras, like the, the camera feels like an intruder. It's a, a frame within a frame, all these door frames, and he walks in. It's a good scene, mm-hmm. but you don't see like his transformation afterwards. It's like he leaves the place no, and he. You, you yeah. see it? Like you, a, it's uh, no, mo- no, no, no. You see? Yeah, you see a montage. You go to him, the montage. He's, he's walking <laughs> on the street, and like I said, and he gets sexy. No, no. no. He's walking the street, and he's got his jacket on, and then it cuts, and now he doesn't. And he's then got cuts, longer and, hair. And it shows it shows time passing, and he's changing there. They, they, that's a real subtle way of doing it, but that they did do that. And then they bring it back up later at dinner. No, no, no. Dude, it is literally like shots of him dissolving down a couple of streets, and then he looks over at a bike. But but he but he changes he changes like as it goes yeah but I, I, I is that supposed to be, or is that are they implying that this is a lot of time that's being passed here well it has to his hair grows out no it just gets disheveled it looked longer to me it does look longer but he he he, he is out of it's the, the suit same jacket length, it's the same length as it is at the end. But and he anyway. shaves his mustache off. He does shave his mustache off, but he does that uh, immediately. He picks up a that, broken uh, fucking glass bottle and starts like, walking down the street, like, shaving that bullshit off. He's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's supposed to show a little bit of time. But I, yeah, it just doesn't, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Walking down the street does not show a character dealing with stuff. I don't know. I'd need more than that. For that for that dad crying moment, for, that, for, for me to see that sink in and for... Yeah. I don't know. Now, see, I thought it. I thought it came back. It's weird at, to see that time jump at dinner with his parents when he finally brings it up, and his dad's like trying to get him to look at the Wall Street Journal. It's like, please don't be a bike messenger anymore, right? <laughs> like you lost all of our money. Please, you were good at this. Yeah. Um, see, I thought those two tied in nicely. Yeah, that was, I just no, you, I agree. Those were very I good think scenes. you could have gotten to it a lot quicker. There's, there's a lot of I hate criticizing movies, but there's a lot of filler in this movie that it could have been just cut down. And well, yeah, man, it's, it feels really long, dude. It's it's kind of slow, and it's weird going back to like you know we're going back to you know this movie was made in 1986, and we're used to the pace of 2018, right? And then you watch you know like classic movies from that that time period, and they don't feel too slow, but. We, you know, you got to remember that there were a lot of movies back then that just moved slower. I don't know. It's weird though, because this movie's trying to be fast though for its time. Yeah, with the music video montages that it goes for. But I it could have lost some of those music video well, montages. Oh no, no, it definitely could have. I'm no argument there. But I'm just talking about in terms of like, I, this was kind of fast for its time. It could have completely lost the gypsy time uh, storyline. 
that wasn't needed for that movie. They're just no, trying to add wasn't. a bit of, of danger to it, but it wasn't. It didn't push the story in any direction, and it didn't. It didn't. It, it. it almost makes it feel like two movies jammed into one. Yeah. Like you've got on this hand, you've got the story of a bite messaging group that has a battle with a gangster. It, it would have been better if he was actually running the drugs instead of the girl. And then on this side, you've got movie of ex Wall Street guy who finds a new life with bikers, right? Bike messengers, right? And just jammed them together, you know. It would have been interesting if he had broke down so far as to lose his morals and was delivering drugs. Right, and that that would have shown a change where he like completely went down. Then he had to pull himself up, you know. That's that's way too dark for the eighties, especially for a PG film. Or but if, or if he it was, would have been a better route to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he could, you know, done it to where he's like stupid and he didn't know what was in the packages, and then one day he falls and drugs fall out, and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Maybe that was the Mean Street, uh, the original Mean Street idea of this, man. Yeah, yeah I could see that being like, a, yeah, that would be awesome. I can't keep delivering drugs. Yeah. Well, you know, the guy that cut Taxi Driver <laughs> cut this movie. Interesting. Let that settle for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's got some good editing in it. It's just, you know. It, it's interesting when you go back and watch movies like this. Even, you might just like talking about pace, how, you know, pacing has changed over the years. And watching this, Deadpool, and just like the way nobody went went around it. It was, you know, scene, scene, yeah. montage, scene, and it's not as, you know, it wasn't as fluid. Well, I, I think you also have to think about that this was actually edited probably on film, scene oh, by yeah. scene, chopped. So and nowadays it's a little easier to kind of like look at it and go, All right, yeah. what if we did this, you know, and like completely move things around or completely, you know. It's it's easier to to experimentally edit nowadays than it is compared to them actually cutting. Oh, when I'm talking about like story changes, I'm talking about like script issues. So not not actually like how the film lays out. Yeah, and yeah. Pace. No, I mean I there's there's structural issues that need to be like I, the, I, the beginning stuff should not have even been shot, man. <laughs> you know, like there needed no, to be they, structural. They had, they had changes to have that little Kevin race Bacon's at the beginning, character. you know, so they have something fun. We open fun. You know? See, I don't think you need to open this movie fun. I mean, I agree with Brian on cutting that out. I'm just saying, oh, no, I, 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 I see where they're fun. coming from, though, in that if time he's trying a, to sell it as If a, he's already a bike messenger, dude, you could start it with an opening, you know, credit sequence with Kevin Bacon already on the bike. Yeah, you could. Like I said, you, 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 know? you put a mystery into it because all the other guys are like, you know, he used to be rich, you know, and, uh, you know, all that kind of exactly. stuff. There, there, there's a mystery about him a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they could they could have played this a lot better. I think it's they should have played it. Like and it sh- depends on which angle you want to come from. And when we yeah. remake this, you know, next year. I think they should totally remake this and make yeah. the Kevin Bacon character into Shane. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Or like uh, Bagger Vance. No, no. You know, we, like we Will just, Smith comes in. We, we pick, get your game back. We pick up with Kevin you know, with, with Quicksilver, and it, it's thirty years later. And you know, he's he owns the company. He actually now. owns the company. He, he went back to the stock market and got a bunch of money or whatever, and he went back and he you know retired by buying Quicksilver and and Hector's. Damn, the, that's good, yeah. man. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Hector's the villain because he got rich with his hot dog stands yeah. and he started hiring people. To make more money doing other stuff, right? So because you know, because you know, Hector, Hector's uncle, guys, guys, we, we still got to keep it in the PG world, okay? No, Come no, on, no. this is a sequel to we're up, we're up to PG thirteen these days. But anyways, no, no you know, Hector's uncle, Hector's uncle's in the mob, you know, because he, he's going to get that money from there, from the, right. you know, from the family. Oh yeah, that's true. You that know? was awesome. Uh, so th- there's a lot of stuff we could do with this, and Hector's planning to tear down the rec center. 
to build. You're going to bring the fucking rec center yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> you tear down the rec center, and Jack's like, no, we're going to save the rec center. And he Dude. challenges Hector to a race, and they're like, but we haven't rid bikes in 20 years. Yeah. And Jamie Gertz's uh, Terry character, she, at the end of the movie, she's going to be a, a paramedic. So she's, like, all super stressed out and, yeah. like, fucking on drugs and doing coke. Yeah, and there's got to be a scene at the at the at the uh, at where they buried you know um, Lawrence Fishburne's character, and they go have a moment there. Oh yeah, pour yeah. one out for your homie. Yeah, pour some bike oil out. You know, Lawrence Fishburne uh, billed as Larry Fishburne. Yeah, Larry. And, uh, man, dude, he was the best one in the movie. I thought. I really liked his performance, man. He brought a lot of life. I mean, a lot of them did good performances. I don't know what I'm saying. Like, there's, some, there's some really good moments in here. I think Hector's he's really, dude, though. Hector's good. Bacon's Kevin ba- good. No, Kevin Bacon's good. Yeah, the guy played Hector. Gertz uh, is really good. And I, I, gorgeous. I like, I like the mom. Both his girlfriends. Yeah, I like the mom and dad. Like, there's, there's, oh, the dad's awesome. Yeah, dude, there's, there's really great moments in this movie. No, the, the, the dad's good. The mom, uh, she has nothing to do. I mean, I don't even know if she's she, good. She, she looks at Kevin Bacon, bro. And you know, she tells look, him look, to come inside for dinner. La, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but don't 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 take too long. But the, but you know that, that's when that's when they're out working on the on the on the bike. You know, and it's really funny that he just like biked all the way from New Jersey or whatever. You know, from the from New York. New York well, his dad said something like, "You're he's like fucking God. insane. Like, why would he's you do like, that?" Yeah, and, and you know, as he like jumps off the bike and like grabs it and well, stops. I don't think he went. But to he, New Jersey. It's not New Jersey. Remember, yeah, it's San Francisco. I, I know, I know that. I'm just saying because if he had biked from San Francisco to New Jersey, <laughs> Dad's right. I, I'm just saying, like they. He, he, the you parents live on the outskirts uh, of town, and like he biked all out there, and he looks—he has—he's not sweating at all. He's just totally. Well, he's in shape. Yeah. Wait. What's that? That's Kevin Bacon yeah, in this wait, movie, wait. bro. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in shape. I'm like a shape. Round. Damn. Kevin Bacon does look good in this movie. Oh, he looks really nice. Yeah. Movie. Except for that mustache, but he gets rid of that. Yeah, he gets rid of that quick. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, it's gone quick. I mean, I'm. Oh, yeah, he does. He does look good. That hair, man. He works that hair, bro. Got some straight hair jealousy. Yeah. Because she's like, you look like you're rich, and I'm like, yeah, you do. It do. <laughs> Luscious locks. And Jamie Gertz was hot too. Which one is she? She's a uh, Oh, she's she's super hot. Like, yeah, like what's her hot brown? Brown hair girl, man. Yeah, she's nice. Oh, when From, she uh, when she gets up Twister. and she's got like the shirt on. Bill Paxton's oh, oh, yeah, 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 dude, that's so sexy. And she's like looking across at him. I'm like, man, I just fell in love with her. Yeah, dude, she's so fine. She was also star in the Lost Boys. Oh, okay. okay. I wonder if in the sequel we should have find out what happened to her parents. Oh, dude, yeah, we had, totally have to find Wouldn't out. Wouldn't it be great if you found out that, yeah, she, they really were singers with Frank Sinatra. She wasn't lying. Yeah. Oh, no, she tells you in the movie they, they, they're dead. Does she say that? Well, she says that there's nobody to go home to, so. That's not, but yeah, but what if they just disowned her? Look, I would assume in, she's implying that they died. In, in, in Cheers, Frazier says that his, his parents are dead. Okay, and then when you get to the series Frasier, his, his, his the first episode opens with him move, his dad moving in with him. All right, so, okay. I mean, so just it doesn't necessarily mean that you know. Yeah, okay. She, well. said that, she just says there's nowhere to turn. That's right. Like they could have disowned her yeah. because no, no. She says she wants to be a bike messenger. There's nobody at home. She says well, so. They're they're out singing. With they're Frankie. out with Frank. I think we can work this into the sequel. It'd be an awesome moment. I don't, you know, with as many plot holes are in this first one, I don't think that it's that's going to matter with the second one to like bring more depth to her character. Or you find out they're paramedics. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) She's just been ashamed of them for all this time because she wanted them to be singers with Frank Sinatra. Uh, oh, there, there is a, a time when Kevin Bacon cusses. Um, it stood out uh, in the movie to me because uh, he's, he's, you find out he's a bike messenger for the very first time, and he's 
He's doing his run, and he gets uh, hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Uh, or he didn't get hit by a car. He runs into a car. Um, he dodges <laughs> another car. He does, the, he does the, the perfect, like, pratfall thing where he got hit. And then, and then like, the frame's there, and he pops up into the frame. He's he like, goes, hey! Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. But how he, say, he says it out of his mouth, like, it's He picks weird. up his bike, and the yeah. wheel's all bent. It's very, it's very bizarre, like, how he See, it's that, that fake accent that he's putting on. It made me think it was supposed to be New York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the script was written for New York, but they put it in, um, it was shot in San Francisco. Yeah, they, And they never really money. say what city it is, so are they no, trying no, to make yeah. us think it's New York? New York with hills. Ah, man, dude, I don't know, dude. I mean, it just looks like San Francisco. It like, does look like San Francisco. Yeah, w- once you get, like, 40 minutes into it, like, if it's trying to be New York, it's doing the worst job ever. It screams, you know, I mean, I, I, the beginning, I can see where you could kind of think maybe, oh, you know, it's New York. Yeah. You got the taxis right away and you see the tall buildings. So you just automatically assume that's what you're doing. But and as the, the whole, movie and goes the whole Wall along, Street thing, you know. Yeah, but they do it. But I mean, they don't clearly, ever show like, you I mean, know, landmarks. Haven't or, you yeah. seen Trading Spaces? Come on, man. Yeah. Or Trading Places? Trading Places. Yes. With Dan Aykroyd. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not Wall Street, man. I give this, uh, this, this beautiful film. A uh, four out of ten, Elkins. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait. I'm gonna go five, five. Really? Yeah. Why is that bad? Is that low? I don't know, man. No, I, I really, I, I feel like I need to rethink my rating now. Why? What are you, what are you gonna give it? A three? Uh, I'll let Benson go. I feel like I'm re- I need to rethink it now. Don't th- redo Hey, hey, don't no peer pressure. Oh, no, no, no. I want to hear what this is. I'll, I'll look. Close your eyes. I'll give him my rating just so you know I'm not changing it. All right. Okay. All right, he's not looking. Yeah. Okay. All I, right. I agree with his. All right. So uh, I was gonna give it a six, six five. I mean, it's bad, but most of the things it's bad, guys. It's. I feel like it's just dated bad. I agree with you. See, I, I was giving a conservative, like you know, it's good. So I can say maybe I'm a little low. Yeah. It's better than mediocre. It is. Like, there's some really great scenes. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like maybe being too harsh. Yeah, like the the bike <laughs> dancing scene. Like, yeah, it sticks out, and you look at that, and you're like, man, this is this is fucking terrible. This sticks out, and it's just like this is bad. I even remember thinking as a kid, like, this is bad. No, but it's it's fun though. But it's a scene. Yeah, and it's it, but it's and it's fun. It kind of shows like, and oh, it's they, quick. They, they're kind of having some some fun here. Yeah, and it's some shit that you've never seen before. I don't know. I guess maybe some. Um, some people like it. But, you know, Kevin Bacon guess. even feels bad about this movie. He thinks this was a bad move for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially he thought at the time. But in, in that podcast that we listened to with him on it, he said that uh, he wishes that he had, like, um, embraced it back then. And it would have probably been better. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, he was talking about, like, it, like embracing, like, that whole fame and that, you know, that yeah, pop yeah, ce- yeah. In, uh, of, celebrity around um, yeah. Footloose. Instead of mm-hmm. wanting to do, like, the—he kept saying he wanted to be, like, in a Scorsese movie with, yeah. like, De Niro or, like, you know, Pacino or oh, some wow. of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean— Don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> but that's not really what you think of when you think of Kevin Bacon. Like, you say Kevin Bacon, like, the f- couple things that pop into my mind are, like, Tremors and Apollo 13 and— Man, the first thing that pops in my mind picture. is Friday the 13th. I was about to say, Friday the 13th, <laughs> arrow through the neck. Yeah, man. That is the first thing that pops <laughs> in my mind. You know, he actually talks uh, um, recently pretty pretty nice things about uh, Friday the 13th here recently in a couple interviews. I don't blame him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for the longest time, he was say nothing. Like, he wouldn't talk about it. Well, like, I, it's a slasher movie, I guess. You know. Kind of like Johnny Depp with Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he he's always said nice things because he was in uh, Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Was he, he? Yeah. He came back for that, that sixth one. He, he's always been a big fan. But, guys, no, I really don't think this is a... I mean, like, it's dated. You it's gotta a think solid of, movie. Yeah, you got to think about when it came out. 
Um, and it's slow. It's got some slow moments, but it's got some weird, dumbass moments as well. But it's also it's fun, and there's some there's some good eighty stuff, and there's some good eighties music. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great eighties music in it, yeah. dude. The well, for all the lead singer from the Who, <laughs> for all the same reasons you just said, I would have given it a five. Okay, because it's not bad. It's not great. It's right there in the middle. at good. I'm gonna revise to five point five. So we got five, five point five, six. Now, now we got everything in the middle. Well, I'm gonna revise to seven. Okay. No, guys, I, I don't know. <laughs> we got an eight. We had an eight. Can we get a perfect score here? Kevin Bacon's like ten. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's some. Yeah, I don't know. See, six, I don't think yeah. five is a bad rating. No, that's not a bad rating. It just means your movie is. If you go on IMDb, it has one star. <laughs> I mean, are you if, serious? I think so. Yeah, it's right that's there. not Look fair. It. Yeah, I agree. Like, and, and like on something else, I was uh, on. I was looking at it. It had like low. No, it's five point six. Five point six. Okay. Yeah. So see, five is that's about kind of. <laughs> Where our average is. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't always agree with the IMDb rating. Yeah, yeah. Watch this movie if you've never seen it. It is, it, it's totally worth. Because it's not, it's not going to be one of those movies for most people that they watch and like got to own it, want to watch it at least once a year. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's no. not a great movie. It's, it's a good. But it's on in the afternoon. You watch it. You feel good at the end. You're done. But as a kid, yeah. seeing it, it did stick in my mind enough to make me want to watch it again thirty years later. Man, Kevin Bacon's got enough charisma, bro. It kind of sucks he didn't get to like yeah. be a, a straight up leading man. Always, oh, man, I always liked him in Flatliners too. Fuck, oh, I love Flatliners, yeah. bro. God, I like Kevin Bacon, man. I like him a lot. I think I like also this Hollow Man. Yeah, he was. Hollow see, that's man. a good one too. Yeah, Parva Hoven. Yeah, we need to reach out to Kevin and see if he wants to, you know, pick this mantle back up. <laughs> I don't you remember so. that movie you did that kind of like changed your career forever? And, and like, you know, you were a leading man and then you kind of weren't. Obviously, we don't want you for the lead in this one. But, you know, you, you would be the, the tie the tie between the two. And, you know, we're going to bring in somebody else younger, you know, kind of kind of pass the, the quicksilver silver torch. So you could, you know, train them you know. to be a bike messenger. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in, in the quickening. You'd be sort of like <laughs> Miyagi. We'll hire you as Kevin Costner's like uh, brother that dies off after twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're fun. at the end of the show. That was good. Yeah. yeah, good movie. Did you cover all your notes? Um, no. no Anything that you needed to say? No. I well, we didn't. We didn't really talk about that. I guess we kind of talked about the threesome thing, but that, I, I thought that was really bizarre. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck your bike, come fuck us." That was really bizarre, right? Now, I don't know if they were actually saying where they're going to go have a threesome. But no, the way that But it totally comes across like... She's like, I'm going to go with these guys. Well, the way the guys are like beckoning too, they're like, come on, girl. Come on, sweetie. (laughs) I think it's like, come party with us. And he's like, yeah, y'all are not my people. But it comes across like, let's go group gang her. and (laughs) Let's go see what's under that mullet. Yeah, baby. That's exactly what it seems like. Well, those artistic crowds. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, weird art museum orgies. It happens. <laughs> it does. All right, guys. Uh, you've been listening. That was not planned at all. <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew and crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. And guys, please 
leave us some reviews and ratings on iTunes and Stitcher. We would surely appreciate that. Helps people find out about the show. Jared, where can our audience follow you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at Jared B. Callen on Instagram at Check the Gate. Please go to iTunes, leave us a five star review. And I'll probably send you a T-shirt. Also, uh, <laughs> the movie crew with an extra e at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us that six thousand dollars, and we're going to get uh, Quicksilver two in the works. <laughs> Kickstarter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it up. Just if someone sends us money, it. I'm going to be so shocked. <laughs> Even if it's like a dollar, I'll be like, we're getting there. <laughs> Well, you know what? There has <laughs> never been a Quicksilver podcast even fucking recorded, dude. I was. Searching. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't right? exist. Yeah, we're the only one. <laughs> uh, there might be a reason for that. I'm telling you. I, you know, we, we we do all these popular films all the time. It's nice to throw a weird weird little wild card in there of, of something that's actually worth watching. Touche. Benson, where can our audience follow you, sir? At J Edward J Edward Benson on both Twitter and Instagram. And that's J A Y. No, it's not. <laughs> Although that's not a bad idea. I may change it to J. Keep it guess you can. <laughs> J Edward. All right, guys. So, like always, we're going to close out the show a little bit of the soundtrack. Uh, we're going to be playing Quicksilver Lightning, <laughs> performed by Mr. Roger Daltrey. <laughs> From the who? That's what we should call the second one is Quicksilver Lightning. Quicksilver 2 is called Quicksilver Lightning. And we'll get Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Man, it's an 80s uh, 80s classic little gem here, man. Good little ditty. Indeed. Oh, man. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy, guys.